0: Matt Money Smith here from the Petros and Money Show saying a big what up, Utes, to all of you listening right now on KU Radio. This is Chris Burbank, Chief of Police for the Salt Lake City Police Department. You are listening to KU Radio.
1: Hey, you're listening to OU Radio. God bless.
0: Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear and listen to OU Radio.
2: From all Ute radio. Tune in and catch the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. or catch it after on demand at kutradio.org. And it hurts so good.
3: Hello, world. This is All Radio. There's no Becca today, but we have a new co-host, Chris Holyfield. How are you?
1: How the heck are you, Sasha?
3: I'm doing good. I am so nervous right now. Are you? Yeah. Why are you nervous? Because a, I don't host very much. And plus, you got me now. And I got you now, which really takes us to the big leagues. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a, <laughs> a
1: basement podcaster. You know what I
3: mean? I don't, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm just a big admirer of you. I wouldn't say I'm a fan boy, but I'm a big fan of your show. Well, you could be a fan boy.
1: <laughs> you know, I need, a, I need a few of those. I need some fan boys. You, I've actually wanted a stalker, and, and there, there might be one out there, and if there is one, I know they won't tell me about them, but I've always thought it'd be fun to have a stalker.
3: So, I've had a stalker for going on seven years now. Really? You can have her if you want. She's in San Diego now because she couldn't live in Utah because... We she, should follow her. Oh, the, so I've only been on Twitter <laughs> for like seven months. And after Johnny McKeon followed me, she followed me. Like, she started her own account and followed me because that's what she does. She stalks me. Was she
1: stalking you before she followed you on Twitter or she just wanted to okay. follow you on so Twitter? I mean, we, people do that.
3: We used to date way back ah, in the day. a like little six, history here. Yes, like six, seven years ago. And she was a very nice woman to me, but she really like wanted me to marry her move in. And she's probably five or six years older than me. So at the time I was like 26 and I was like, there's no way I'm going to settle down. I'm having way too much time going to bars, meeting ladies, et cetera, et cetera. She didn't take kindly to that. You know, like if she would come and knock on my apartment door, and it, it, i wouldn't answer like because i didn't want to see her like it was just um, she was really pretty really kind but she was nuts in my opinion so just because she wanted to marry you she became a stalker oh yes and so as i was trying to distance myself my son's mother and i broke up got separated went through all that heart emotions right yeah oh, yeah and so she started Calling my son's mother and her new boyfriend, now husband, and accusing the two of us of having a sexual relationship. She would go to my grandmother's house where my son would be babysat at the time. He was, like, two years old. And she would, like, talk to him when he was playing on the grass. Mind you, I never told her where this house was. Like, I never made So mix. she found out where it was. She found out everything. Nice. She She started emailing and calling my sister, who was attending Berkeley at the time, and, like, recording our conversations and sending them to her. (laughs) It was the most fantastic thing in the world. Like, I would be sleeping next to her, you know, like... Next to the stalker. Next to the stalker. And I would wake up and look at her, and she would be bug-eyed looking at me. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to go down that road, sir.
1: But she, she loved you.
3: I mean, can you blame her look at you? (laughs) <laughs> Look at you! Yes, I mean seriously. Why wouldn't she? Why? I've never been loved by a woman like she's loved me. Do you kind of wish you would shack
1: up with her, marry her, party you, party you? Does of course. Like yeah. she
3: showers me with attention and, and love and kindness, and, and that's there, all a man wants. Yeah, and there's nothing more in the world that she would want to do than to please me. But I come from a world of trying to make excuses why my life is successful and how I can ruin it. Like I've always been a great self-sabotager. All men are. Yes. Especially yeah. when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're in your 30s. Yes. <laughs> and when I was in my 20s, it was even... I haven't seen her in four years, but we talk about every six months, every four months. So you still talk to her. I still talk to her. Purposely. Because I'm you a... caller. F- so she's, no, she's. I don't call. She calls you. I pick up. You pick up. But because I'm afraid that if I don't keep in contact with her, she's going to ruin my world. And it's. I'm, I don't like. Ha- like your credit score? Are you worried about that? I'm worried about her f- talking to my parents. Like. And what? What is she going to tell your parents? That's the, that's the issue. Is yeah. What is she going to? What kind of? What is she going to stir into my world that's not needed? Like, is she
1: listening right now? You think? Oh, of course, nice hello, hello. <laughs> yeah uh,
3: you can find chris hollyfield <laughs> if uh, you wanna follow me yeah Sorry, y- yelled a little bit into the mic there if you want if you wanna
1: follow me, follow me, at I am Salt lake,
3: yeah, yeah, and he's got a facebook yeah. he's a good looking guy he gets tons of ladies no I, don't, I i don't i don't get the i don't you know i I get one or <laughs> one one or two you know, oh boy, so. In about 15 minutes. Yeah, what do what we got in 15 minutes, We have Sasha? Andy Gold coming in. I think he's one of the funniest men in Utah. He's pretty dang funny. He's hilarious. He, yeah. He's got a different brand of comedy than the comedians we've had in. We've had a lot of Patrick Ramirez's. We've had Steve Solberg's. Much, uh, the Josh Fonokalafis recently, and they're very clean. Andy doesn't have barriers. Like, he, the F word to him is fantastic. It's his vernacular. Well, he better hold his tongue tonight. Oh, he better hold his tongue tonight. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll have him for a full hour. Uh, Rebecca just graduated from the University of Utah, so congratulations to her. She's getting ready to go on vacation for the week, and she deserves it. She does. She she double majored in psychology and music theory, took 24 credit hours this semester, while holding a a 30-hour-a-week job and doing a radio show.
1: And a boyfriend. Props to her and props to her boyfriend, you know what I mean? Putting up with that, you know what I mean? It's, it's tough to find a partner that will put up with all your shenanigans, you know what I mean? Like all of your projects, whether you're in school, work. I know how it is. Yes. You know, it's it's tough to uh, find somebody that uh, can respect and, and, and that you have stuff going on.
3: So last night we went to the University of Utah Comedy Club's open mic in the student union building on the second floor. And Becca and I went. And Becca is so pretty. Like, she is, she's a 10. And I haven't dated a 10 in several years. So, and I'm not dating her now. But walking around with her, like her boyfriend must be very proud of himself.
1: Oh, absolutely, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure, I mean, who you know. Well,
3: I've seen her, I've met her. She's very kind. She's a nice girl. Nice girl. I was kind of bummed out that she wasn't here tonight. Yes. So she's trying to get her whole, she, she works at a law firm. I guess she's kind of like a paralegal. She does all the paralegal work without being a paralegal and gets underpaid because she doesn't have the licensing, right? And so she's trying to wrap up her whole week of work in one day. So she's been in court all day waiting for files. And if she makes it, she said she will. Otherwise, she'll be back on Tuesday.
1: And you're stuck with uh, myself and Sasha. And the radio world couldn't
3: be happier. Uh, I don't know yeah. about that. No. You're, t- you're too kind. You know, you're too, too kind. kind. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, tell our audience how you got into podcasting. I know that within the last three weeks, uh, City Weekly named you the third Best podcast in the state of Utah.
1: Yeah, that was, I mean, that kind of blew me out of the water. I mean, I know it's number three, but I mean, that's based off of votes from the people. That's a medal. You know, hey, absolutely. (laughs) There's a lot of great podcasts in Salt Lake City area. So to be number three, I think it's pretty cool. You know, I'm going on uh, two years of doing the I Am Salt Lake podcast. So, you know, any kind of recognition is is nice because it's a lot of work. You know, I put a lot of hours every week into
3: the show, and uh, to be recognized is, is nice. I put in about 15 hours a week on this show with booking, yeah. with pulling music, with reading articles. and, well, and I hope to help with some of that, you know, get some of that uh, pressure
1: off of you. So just, just tell me what you want me to do, <laughs> Sasha. Yes, you are a co-host of Oyu Radio. Yeah, Well, I'm happy to be aboard uh, aboard is, the
3: train or whatever this is. Yes, we have the great acronym of R, Ute Radio. So, welcome to our family. Who came up with that name, just out of curiosity? I did. Yeah. And, and I wasn't happy about it at first. Uh,
1: you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's cool.
3: Yeah. I like the acronym. But, like, we used to go into meetings. This was, like, two years ago, Johnny and I. And, like, one of the direct assistant directors at the time, like, we were going in to fill out our times for the next semester. And she goes... Oh, yeah, you guys do that old guy radio bit, right? <laughs> it's like old guy. Well, I like it. It
1: sounds very, you know, uh, traditional radio, kind of that old-fashioned radio that is lost. Yes. You know, where it's just people don't just listen to radio to talk radio as much. And I think I think talk radio is one of the best radios out there, in my opinion.
3: Being lucky enough to be at KU, we've had... Tons of directors from different radio stations come in, okay, and without singling anybody out, I've heard three or four of them say, "I hate talk the talk radio format." Beca- Why? Because Why? how do you hate it? Because they th- instantly think of the Rush Limbaugh yeah. or the Howard Stern. And here's my thought: those guys make upwards of a hundred million dollars a year. They're obviously doing something right. They have an amazing audience. I mean, the Alex Joneses, the Opie and Anthony's. Uh, the swaying King text from back in the wake up show that is must listen radio, even if you don't like them. And I have such a passion for OU radio and for KU radio that I don't want it to ever end. Like I don't know if I'll ever be good enough to be a professional on air host, but I know I can be a producer like that much. I know. So I work in television now, but the dream is to work in radio for a career. It's a good dream, buddy, yeah, and so I appreciate you coming in to help me support my dream because I feel that we stand on the shoulders of each other.
1: I appreciate you asking me, you know when you emailed me to say, "Hey, do you want to do this over the summer or co-host a few shows, whatever you know whatever yeah. this ends up being, I'm happy to you know i was I was flattered i was I was tickled, nice, you came you in know. about
3: a year ago, yeah, uh, that was the first time with uh, yourself and Johnny, yeah. Uh, Johnny McKeon Johnny McKeon yes and I think Becca was in studio too because yeah. at the time we we had a scheduling conflict so we couldn't do it on our time so we came in and did her show and I think we did an hour and 15 minutes because it was before we were as structured and it was seamless and I've had that several times but it never went away like having that conversation with you and then listening to your podcast over the year and I was like we really got to figure out a show to do. So so I
1: was remembered.
3: You were remembered in, a, in wow. a great way, and we had great numbers on that show. And I know that you've come back to KU, and you did a show with Wallace. Uh, he's a—I don't know what time his summer schedule is. We haven't posted it yet. But look for him in the coming future, because he is very talented. That here. was
1: a rough show. He wanted me in here at 10 a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> morning, and it was like— how do you do that you know you come in with a hangover and you're just like oh my gosh (laughs) you know this is horrible
3: so our former uh news director william hatton he just left but his his thing to me last semester was let's do five days a week at seven in the morning and i said i will do that but i need to pay be paid handsomely because that's primetime listening
1: though if you really think about it because that's when people are going to work that's yes. when people are in their cars and so
3: here was in my thought can kute grab an audience during primetime morning when you have the howard sterns opian anthony's every big sports show in the country i don't
1: know are you asking me to come in at seven in the morning no you know what i mean like uh <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I don't i don't think i could do that i don't think I, unless like i said if i were being paid very well I would do it. But Or yeah. if I knew there was a million of
1: you out there listening. You yes. know what I mean? If 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 I if you said, hey, you know what, a million people are gonna listen to you at seven AM I'd probably done
3: Well maybe maybe a hundred people. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm probably gonna be taking a four in the morning job here in the next couple of weeks with a morning television. Oh gosh. And but it makes sense because there's a built in audience of hundreds of thousands of people. So it's not like yeah, you're sacrificing a lot by going to bed at eight at night, but you're done at noon. Yeah, and I love to garden, so it's a perfect time in the day to go out and garden and then go to bed early. That's cute. You're a gardener. That's cute. <laughs> you're a gardener. I got a beard
1: for a reason, sir. Do you wear? Do you wear overalls? No. <laughs> oh, man, I'm I'm just trying to find an excuse to wear overalls. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So if I can if I can garden and wear overalls, I will take up gardening. You know. <laughs>
3: I like your plan. (laughs) Yeah, Just any
1: reason to wear
3: overalls. (laughs) Why overalls? Besides, they're cool. I just find them fascinating. So one of my goals this summer is to find a yodeler. Okay. Like a professional yodeler. And bring them in here to the studio? Yes, because I kind of want to learn to yodel. If we get a yodeler in, I will wear overalls. And I will tape this, and I will yodel in overalls.
1: So you hear that listeners if you're a yodeler, <laughs> yes you can uh, where can they email you at uh, all you radio at g- gmail.com d- at gmail.com
4: yes.
1: find uh, on Twitter at o- all you radio at all you radio
3: or I am Salt Lake if they want to get in touch Are with you. you
1: I am Salt lake at gmail.com is uh, my email but uh, probably be better just to email the all you radio
3: yes and you can leave your criticisms you can leave your comments I know that we get a lot of music requests through all you radio at gmail.com so do we you you get a lot of music let's let's play some here shortly that's exciting so (laughs) i i don't know if we have any today i haven't checked but what they like they like to troll me because i'm not a big fan of britney spears and justin bieber and taylor swift and all these people so we'll get these young ladies that say hey we play taylor swift and my first reaction is absolutely not i don't want to listen to it this is my show And then Becca comes in and says, hey, this is a show for the people. You play what they ask. You kind of have to. You kind of have to. You really do. And so we end up playing this stuff and having debates about it. So what do you do? (laughs) So are we going to play some Britney Spears? I hope not. Tonight? (laughs) Do you want to?
1: No. Okay. Done and done. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I could go for some Justin Timberlake, though.
3: Do you think he's good? No. Okay. (laughs) Because <laughs> I was listening to a fantastic interview the other day. Pharrell Williams was on the Howard, or is Pharrell Williams, is that the I, happy song? I have no idea. Oh. Don't
1: ask me. I,
3: <laughs> I have no. E- Anyways, on Howard Stern. Yes. And so he did, Justin. he produced and wrote like eight of the songs in Justin, B, or Justin Timberlake's biggest album. Okay. But he, he wrote it for Michael Jackson. And he tried really hard to get in touch with Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson's people turned him down. Said, no, we don't want any of your stuff. And so, you know, Justin T- Timberlake makes this album that, you know, sells 60, 70 million records, you know, hundreds of millions of people listen to his stuff on YouTube. And Michael Jackson calls him and goes, hey, that album should have been mine. Why didn't it happen? And the reason why it didn't happen is because of poor communication. So, Let's never have that happen at Ute Radio. Let's not be bad communicators. Any idea you want to do, any guest you want to have in, we'll get it done. You're talking to me. I'm talking to you now. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I
1: got a few. I got a few surprises <laughs> to uh, bring to the people. I like you it. know, especially what I'm going to like here, Sasha, is, is, is being able to just even bounce stuff off of you. You know, I'm so used to with what I do. I don't have a co-host mm-hmm. uh, with I Am Salt Lake. So it's. It's it's new to me, yes. You know, so I'm I'm excited to. Uh, it's a different format. Plus, I'm not trapped in my little apartment. You know what I mean. <laughs> For people that have been on the podcast, you know what I'm talking about.
3: You know? I imagine it's difficult to do podcasting by yourself. It right? is. It is. It really. It truly is a. Uh, it's an art. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think to be able to do it by yourself. At first, I, I hated it. And I wanted to quit or I wanted, all I wanted to do was to find a co-host. But as time has gone on, I've actually learned to really enjoy it. I've learned to really enjoy a lot of that one-on-one. Occasionally I'll bring in, we'll have two or three other people in in recording. But I really do enjoy the one-on-one talking, kind of that... uh You know, there's a lot of really cool podcasts out there that, uh, see, and I'm, I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, you mentioned some of that other, you know, the talk radio stuff. I don't listen to so much of that as much as uh, podcasts, but I mean, I guess those are all, those all come in podcast form too, but uh, I do enjoy the one-on-one conversations.
3: You're getting very comfortable. I was listening to your Brian Pope interview that you just released over the weekend while I was pulling weeds. Do you like that? I really liked it, but I really get concerned how honest Brian Pope is. Yeah. You know, because he uh, really talks about uh, a lot of issues that you wouldn't expect people to be so open about in public. And I'll leave that there as a tease so that people can listen.
1: Yeah, and you can, you know, go go to IamSaltLake.com to listen to that uh, interview or or go to uh, iTunes. But... I think a lot of times when you do become a public figure, you got to lay it on the table, man. Otherwise it catches up to you. No, nah, not really catches up up to you, but I think people like that to be able to relate with you with something. You know, when he talks about certain things, uh, again, l- lay it on the table. But people look at that as like, okay, this is somebody I can relate with. They're dealing with this problem. I don't know. And again, who knows how much of it was fabricated, you know? Uh, it's definitely out there. Anyways, I think we have somebody here, right? Andy Gold is
3: here. We have a couple of commercials to play. Uh, We'll come back with uh, a nice song by Galactic, maybe another one if we need time for any adjustments. And we thank all of our new listeners. Uh, We thank you, Chris Holyfield. Congratulations again, Becca, and all the graduates at the University of Utah. This is Sasha Bloom with OU Radio, and we will be right back. So thank you.
2: Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
3: I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me.
2: This is Rebecca from Old Ute Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m or catch the show on demand at KUradio.org.
3: Yeah, I'm just warm, bro. You know me, I'm, you know, ready to roll now. Let's roll.
4: Oh, Matt, this is great.
3: How are you guys?
4: Good. How am I coming across? Do I sound good?
3: You sound good. Okay, good. Can you hear me?
1: Is this, I li- can is this, hear this live? You?
3: Yes, we are live. We're, we're, <laughs>
1: we're, we're, we're professionals.
3: This
4: sounds like elevator music of the future. You like it?
3: No. No. Not really. You hate it? Uh, well,
4: have you, have I don't you, hate you, it. Speaking I of future, have, have
1: you seen the movie Her?
4: Yeah, I have. What did you think of it? I couldn't get past the pants, the high-waisted pants. <laughs> took me right out of it.
1: The I thought that p- movie was
4: fantastic. I'm sh- Maybe it was, but why did he, why did they have to put the pants above the belly button? Like, they did it. Because that's uh.
1: how things are going to be in the future. No, they're not. Not for me. Yeah. I'll be
4: the old guy the kids make fun of for wearing my pants too low. <laughs> I, c- I mean, no, nah, it was okay, I guess. Scarlett Johansson, you didn't get to see the...
1: Dude, I was in love with the computer. With her? Yeah, with her. <sighs> I wanted to m- marry the computer.
4: Did you? <laughs> and have
1: Joaquin you, seen, have you seen her, Sasha? <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to. He kind of annoyed me. I wanted to punch him. He was such a, just.
1: I didn't expect. Such a pansy. I, I, I didn't expect such a this kind of review. I just asked Listen, you if you've seen it I have the
4: movie was smart okay it was uh, it had guts I'll tell you that a movie about a guy who falls in love with uh, his computer that's daring I'll say that but my big problem really was the pants and it was a big enough problem that it ruined the movie for me they did it why, so did you why finish did they... the movie or yeah did I did just... I, was, I was in the theater but the whole time I'm like why why did they have to put him in those pants <laughs> it, 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 Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen it, Sasha? No. He wears these high-waisted <laughs> grandpa pants, these stupid long butt above the belly button, like 1930s <were those>. slacks. <laughs> yeah. And he's just this meek little doofus. But didn't he's he have, not like, likeable. the most
1: amazing job writing, what did he write, like greeting cards or
4: something, right? Yeah, he wrote cards to people. Yeah. Greeting cards from one person. To another, oh, it was, uh, that, that's like my dream job—writing greeting cards. Really, that's your dream job? <laughs> wow! Wow!
3: Why, is sir? That, <laughs> <all> right, I'm <laughs> kidding. But uh, is that what you
4: fantasize about when you yeah. were a kid—to be a greeting card writer?
1: Maybe. Well, uh, Maybe. You know, some kids they want to be a policeman or a fireman. I dreamt in my room writing greeting cards. I wanted
4: to be a criminal. <laughs>
1: you wanted to be a criminal uh, in,
4: the, in the worst way. <laughs>
1: yeah. I wanted to
4: be a gangster. Not Tupac-style, Goodfellas-style. Okay. T- yeah, Tommy Gunn. I wanted, oh, man. Still even today. If I could figure a way to get a little organized crime rink going here in Salt Lake, I'd do it. <laughs> for sure. I'm sure it's going on. You <laughs> no. need to
1: go to Coachman's.
4: I go there every Sunday, actually. In
1: hopes of getting hooked up? you got to go to the basement.
4: Yeah, and the basement's blocked off. I know there was a big uh, coke bus there like 10 years ago <laughs> in Coachman's. yeah and it's cash only which is kind of shady i go for the decor it looks like something in las vegas but not on the strip like five miles from the strip from the 1970s the decor is like when the rat pack was in and they tried to do something like that but Uh. didn't quite pull it off The, the
1: only thing i can't get past is the cash only
4: they're they're drug dealers but it's like nobody in there has
1: a smartphone and they can't get the the little you know the little like what is that the uh the swipe app thing you know what i mean to take credit cards they can't do that it's no
4: big secret man it's cash only because they're drug dealers and they use the restaurant to launder the money or however it works
3: so so i I know there was
4: a big bust there like 10 years ago no there really was yeah yeah
3: let's get into this what type of crime would you want to get into you got the prostitution you got the drug smuggling. You got human trafficking. Yes. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's...
4: Gambling. Ga- gambling, yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know anything about gambling, but I want a little backdoor <laughs> card game, one of the tourney things where it's red or black, odd number, even number, one of the tables where a guy's throwing dice, you know? Did you ever see the movie The Bronx Tell? Yes. They're like these hardcore gangsters that the FBI was after, and all they were doing was playing dice in the basement. <laughs>
3: a lot and of money. Then,
4: yeah. what, about,
1: what about penny slots? Are you any good at that,
4: Andy? No. I mean, I'm not going to do penny slots. It's going to be card games, the spinny thing, red and black, what's it called? Roulette? Roulette. Roulette. And craps. <laughs> craps. Roulette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You are from Utah, aren't you?
1: You know, you, you never go, go to Wendover. You go to
4: Wendover, Andy. Uh, To go to concerts. Not much of a gamble. What's the last concert you saw in Wendover? In Wendover? Yeah, it was honest. Mario Speedwagon. <laughs> At the uh, Peppermill Concert Hall. Okay,
1: I've never been out there for any of the concerts. Okay. Next time you go, let me know, and maybe I could tag along.
4: I can, yeah, man, for sure. I think yeah. I, if it's Ario Speedwagon, we can get free tickets.
1: <laughs> and why Ario Speedwagon? The
4: women. The women.
1: The women. Oh, the women, who oh, the women get you Ario no, Speedwagon. No, no, no tickets. that's why I go. Oh, I got yeah. you. You go for the women. So no. any of the Hair Metal Night I Ranger. Uh,
4: Ario, I wouldn't call it hair metal. Well, yeah, no, Ario, yeah, yeah,
1: Ario wasn't really hair metal, but yeah. but but I'm sure some of the hair metal bands that play there, sure, would get some
4: Night Ranger and stuff like that. You're right. Is Night Ranger? Would you call them hair metal? Well, I don't. <laughs> d-
1: gosh, okay, I used the wrong terminology. Yeah. I apologize. Okay,
4: I'm no. sorry, Andy. A friend of mine is a big Ario Speedwagon fan, and he knows a comic out in L.A. who's next door neighbors with the lead singer. And can hook us up with tickets whenever they come to town. So I've gone to see an REO in Wendover and at uh, USANA. Okay. So I'm not a huge fan, but it's a free concert. I like concerts, you know. And I don't hate Ario Speedwagon. They're okay.
1: You know? Well, they're good. They're good. You they're, know, good. they're good. They're solid. Time.
4: What's What's it called? Was one of the top selling albums back in the day.
1: So, any concert, other concerts you're looking forward to in the summer?
4: What's coming up, man? I What's don't know. To That's why I'm
1: asking. Motley Crue's coming to Usana.
4: Oh, are they really? Yeah,
1: their final tour.
4: Oh, dude, when do tickets go on sale? They've
1: been on sale, man. There was a on for Jeez. for a Motley Crue.
4: I don't. I'm so out of the loop, man. Are they sold out? I
1: somebody should tweet me right now. Let me know if they're sold out for Andy. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this. Ask one of your people if they can. (laughs) One of my people. My people. What do do you think I have? All these, like...
4: You are Salt Lake. (laughs) You're Salt Lake, Andy. No, I'm not. You are. I'm Centerville. You're Centerville. I'm 84014.
1: Would you like to start an I Am Centerville podcast? No. And just talk to
3: (laughs) (laughs) people (laughs) in Centerville.
4: Yeah, just talk to old women and kids.
3: That's right that, up that your, your alley, alley sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: What were we talking about? Concerts? No, I want to go see... Mother no, twi-
1: Twilight. The Twilight concert series is a good... Oh, no. You don't do the Twilight?
4: You Ret- want to do... Last year, I think... I don't know if it was that one... Last summer, I guess, I was doing shows at Trolley Square, and the Twilight concert was in town, and they killed... <laughs> My attendance. Well, you you
1: don't do anything on a Thursday night in Salt Lake because everybody's going to be at Twilight. This
4: was a weekend, I think.
1: Oh, really? No, it might have been the week they did two shows.
4: Yeah, or was it a a Thursday?
1: It it probably was a Thursday. I think it was a
4: Thursday because this is like the second or third time I headlined Wise Guys.
1: Are you sure it wasn't just because...
4: Because, because it's me No that was definitely A big reason why I didn't Like that's a huge I, I'm messing with
1: you I'm messing with, I'm giving you a hard time Oh I know But it's still valid Like that's
4: a big deterrent For people not to come Is who's Andy Gold Like <laughs> When they're on the website Like Rob Schneider's coming
3: But you're very popular You're very good
4: Wait when's Rob Schneider coming Later Like afternoon. Later Just yeah, later no, no. Later But no you look at the website and I'm sure a these, lot of comedians Are coming later It's all these big names Okay. No, but Andy Gold,
1: you, you've made a name name for yourself around town. No. No.
4: <laughs> Thank you. it's nice of you. No, I mean,
1: dude, just the other day, I was at a grocery store talking about you with somebody. No, you weren't. No, I know. No, you weren't.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. This is how big of an impact you have, sir. So about three weeks ago, a month ago, it was a Monday early evening. Keith McDonald and I are walking out of Cahute. And we happened to see you, or he sees you. I think I was getting my car. Uh-huh. And he had a big fanboy moment with you. He goes, we did radio with Andy Gold. That's Andy Gold. I got to go meet him. So don't tell me that you don't have an audience in this town. Uh, you, got, uh, you got popped, and the kid's never seen you on comedy. just through a. You were in New York at the time, and he was just your yes, voice. Yes, I did the
4: phone call. Yes, a co- the couple call. of
3: times. How that was New was, York?
4: How was New York? I liked it, but... It wasn't the place for me. What do you mean? Comedy-wise, I have more going on here mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And I think it's actually smarter for me to be here. What is that? Better stage time here in a real club. I actually get to do better networking here, get to meet comics that come through town. Mm-hmm. You're actually closer, for me anyway, I, I feel closer to established comics here in Salt Lake than I did in New York.
3: Was that because you been here longer or is
4: because i get good stage time at wise guys on mm-hmm. good shows opening for good comedians something i wasn't getting in new york best i was getting in new york was just showcases late night shows at uh, some of the d clubs things like that it was also expensive mm-hmm. uh, my roommate had moved home and i was in a two thousand dollar month studio apartment
3: well it's tough to do
4: yeah new york uh, defeated me for sure so when people ask like i failed I went to New York to make it. Yes. I went to New York to be a big, famous comedian. I'll be it, honest but you with were
3: there for 12 months. Eight months. Eight months or so nine
4: y- months was it? Yeah. And it just kind of beat me down, you know. It was expensive. Comedy wasn't going great. And at the time I left, the only thing that was keeping me from coming back home was, oh, it's going to be embarrassing. Really? But I had to decide what's best for me. What's uh-huh. best for my wallet what's best for my comedy, and it was coming back to Utah. I might go back there one day or to LA, Uh but when I have the necessary connections. I think in the 80s, you had to go there, right off the bat, New York or LA, but now guys get TV credits, get connections, things like that, they can anyway, in their hometown. Guys from Seattle got on TV, got some Comedy Central's before going to LA, Here in Utah, same thing. Uh, I know Ryan Hamilton got live at Gotham on Comedy Central before he moved. So I really got ahead of myself when I went to New York. I went too soon. And I also ignored the advice of people who even told me, you're funny, you got a good thing going on here in Utah, be patient and then go. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: But I kind of felt like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm funny enough.
3: Why did you ignore that advice? Just ego, just blind ego, just...
4: Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think it may have been. I felt like I'm the exception to the rule. Yes. You know, and I'm good enough to where people will take notice. When uh, you actually can go to New York when you have some TV credits and they'll still be like, oh, get in line behind this guy who started two days ago. So I went too soon. I had some unrealistic... Expectations and then also my wallet. I mean, just couldn't afford it. And I was making $300 a week walking dogs. Well, that was your first problem.
1: Yes. <laughs> was
4: that you were walking dogs? <laughs> um Yeah, walking dogs sucked. It's these stupid, spoiled, like rich people dogs. I had dogs <laughs> run up, I had a lab, but it's a dog. Okay? I would wrestle with it. It would drink its water out of like a discarded laundry detergent bucket. These people's dogs have medications. They have like a list of, okay, keep Wilson away from the dog run in Washington Square Park because there's a Labradoodle who bullies him and make sure to give him his medication. I'm like, Lady. It's like,
1: my, my dog has anxiety.
4: Yes. No, I'm not even kidding you. The dog has anxiety, social anxiety. You know, I get these concerning emails like, beware of the Labradoodle at Thompson Square Park. He's been aggressively humping Wilson. <laughs> it's like they're both boy dogs. All right, not to worry about anything. They're wrestling around. They're dogs. Jeez. These stupid, coddled. And it was all in the East Village, you know.
3: It couldn't have all been a bad time, though. I couldn't imagine. Oh, dude,
4: it was a good time. It was a good time. I bet man. you
3: learned a lot, too.
4: I learned a lot. I dig New York. It was cool. Great town. My reason for staying there would have just been stubborn. I'm going to show people that uh-huh. I was right. And. I doubt I would have progressed as much as I have since I moved back t- to Utah.
3: Were the comics kind to you when you came back? Because you said you had anxiety about coming oh, back. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. Everybody was cool. Yeah. Everybody was cool. Nobody was really even busting my ch- chops. See, <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I've just thought this whole time you were just on a long visit. I didn't realize. No, I've
4: been back I, since September. I'm messing. I'm messing. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, I tried to. It was. The only thing that was really frustrating is I tried to make it clear. For the first little while, I thought maybe I was going back pretty soon because I had some festivals last fall, and that ate up my money. And I actually had a place lined up with a Jamaican family <laughs> <laughs> after my roommate moved. So it was actually kind of uh, last September I was in the L.A. area for the Ventura Comedy Festival. That's, can, my, that's my hometown right Mine there. too. Cool. Excellent. Wait, well, you were from Ventura? Yes. No.
3: Yes, 805. All day, love, every l- day. Foothill. Did
4: you know that we were both from Ventura here?
3: Yes, we talked about it. I oh, love the you? outlet malls <laughs> there. Okay,
4: sorry, I didn't. No, but it was then I kind of decided I'm. Just, I think I'm going to come back home. Yeah. To Utah. Better stage time. Better progression. Well, Salt Lake's forth- glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. You know, and I'm probably here for a while. I'm going to spend like four weeks in LA this summer, just four weeks, and then maybe a few weeks in the winter time, and that might be kind of my schedule for the next who knows how long a couple years maybe back and forth kind of a thing
3: patrick was patrick ramirez was out in la and he did three weeks and he just said it was phenomenal he's like you get the great touch of being in la and you work super hard you get to go to laugh factory and all these other places the store and you get seen you get a different sense of crowd but then you get to come back home Mm -hmm. you know so i hope you're not giving up comedy that's not the case no 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 not at all Good. He's just
4: honing I, it.
1: He's
3: just yes. perfect. I hits. came
4: home for the comedy. Good. I, I, for me, there's better comedy here than there was in New York. There's,
3: there's fantastic comedy here. There's there's
4: better, why do you think that is? Because I get an hour of quality stage time a week here in front of great, real audiences. Well, no, but what
1: I mean, like overall, you think the comedy, you like the comedy more? And for me personally. For you personally. It's better okay.
4: to build my act yeah. here than it was in New York, I think. I got gotcha. you. New York, it was really crappy open mics, and then late-night showcases at some of the lower-tiered clubs. That wasn't the best stage time. Quality is important, too, not just quantity. Yeah. But I got a club owner here that likes me a lot and gives me a lot of time, and I have a good thing going on here.
3: Do you do The Complex or Moe's or any other places?
4: Wise Guys is my, my spot.
3: So you're a Wise Guy guy.
4: Yeah, for sure. I, I've i gone to Moe's and had some mm-hmm. fun. The Complex is done.
3: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I apologize.
4: That's kind of why everybody went to Moe's. Yeah. No ap- yeah. Yeah, You don't have to apologize. Um.
3: Well, when you sound like a dummy on air, you know, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> no, <laughs> Just,
2: I, you
4: need to get out more often.
3: I do. I don't get out yeah. at all.
4: But Wise Guys is my main spot. If something's going to happen... In comedy, I feel like it's going to happen through wise guys
3: mm-hmm. and Keith is such a good man, like
4: great guy, great dude, generous, like unspeakably, generous, not unspeakably, but most club owners don't nurture and harbor their local talent and encourage and encourage yeah. the way wise guys does back in the day, there was a comedy circuit like way before I started, there was a comedy circuit in Murray, mm-hmm. it was called the comedy circuit. And he would just bring in guys from out of town to feature. So local guys had no shot. He would never use local guys. So Keith gives guys chances, sometimes chances before they're ready. I'm an example of that. Like, let me ruin some shows. (laughs) You know, like, when I had no clue how to do comedy. So very good thing I have going on.
3: What is the type of comedy you do? One thing that Johnny McKeon, when we were hosting together... One of the things he always instilled in me was, how do you write? What is your writing process? Can you explain that to me? How do I write jokes? Yeah, What is your writing process for, for comedy?
4: I'm definitely a joke writer. Mm-hmm. There are some comics who tell stories. Mm-hmm. Some guys who do act outs and things like that. I tell jokes, short jokes. It's what I'm good at. I mostly draw from my life. Uh, it's pretty autobiographical. And... I do my best never to have an agenda just to be funny. If a joke puts people back on their heels, fine. That's never what I'm trying to do Just trying to be funny. So I don't really know what else to say beyond that. I mean, I just I write and tell the jokes I like and that I think are funny and Mm -hmm. hopefully people like them and just try to enjoy myself doing it as much as I can.
3: I think that's smart. I like I like how you don't have barriers either. A lot of people, you know, go back and forth on being clean or blue. You just don't seem like you care. You you have the interest in making people giggle.
4: Sure. I mean, I want to make people laugh, but I think it's good to be versatile. Yeah. I think it's good to have some clean material
3: mm-hmm. in your
4: pocket for sure. If I want to get some time and the only shows are charities for the Ronald McDonald house, mm-hmm. I better have some clean jokes if I want to get stage time that week. I yes. better be able to work fairly clean. and. I can do that. I can do a bar, or I can do that, you know, Ronald McDonald House. (laughs) It's like, say, even some of the edgiest comics, like Jim Norton. Mm -hmm. Okay? How many sets has he done on The Tonight Show?
3: 60, 70.
4: He's capable of doing five minutes of TV clean comedy anytime. Yes. But he's known for being one of the bluer, edgier comics. So it's good to be versatile, especially if you want to get on TV. You know, you can't get on network TV and just joke about... Well, I can't even say it on the radio, but you know what I'm talking about. Is is it
1: harder for you to be a clean comic?
4: Not really. I mean, well, it's fun to be dirty. (laughs) It's fun. I like it. And why?
1: Why do you like it better?
4: That's just where I draw funny from. Yeah. I guess I'm simple and perverted. (laughs) But that's where I draw funny from. But I wouldn't say it's Harder for me, and I don't have a problem with doing it. And, I mean, I did a country club a little bit ago. I did 30 minutes of PG comedy. Here in Salt Lake? No, in California. Okay. Yeah, in uh, some town. Some town. Yeah. some town. In case you're listening, they don't <laughs> want to do uh, It was like a, a bunch of golfers, and I drove through Oakland. It was north of L.A. I don't remember.
2: <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained and dumb
4: I don't, even, I don't even remember where I do comedy but it was in California like an hour south of the Bay Area for a bunch of like old golfer types and I had to wear slacks <laughs> were, were they high-waisted slacks? <laughs> no man, they weren't at all and I wouldn't even get, they weren't even full slacks they were just cargo pants you know? but no, it's good to, it's good to be able to write clean what do, you, what do you think
1: of comics like like Jim Gaffigan that is com- pretty much, I mean, he's completely clean, isn't he?
4: Yeah, I think Gaffigan's hilarious. Yeah. I think Brian Regan's hilarious. I like funny comedy. I don't care if it's clean or dirty or what. I like Brian Regan for the same reason I like Dave Attell. They make me laugh. They're both really, really funny.
3: And that's what the heart of comedy yeah, is. Yeah, I
4: could care less. I was talking to some friggin' just BYU nerd, all right? <laughs> and, and he was saying, ugh. I don't like Regan. I need some edge. Like, really? You need you need some edge. Thirty five year old virgin, <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: huh? Really? You, you think you're cool? Just you're just as narrow minded as these perpetual kindergartners who say dirty comedy is lazy. No, it's not. Dirty comedy is not lazy. Oh, I don't think and, so at all. Yeah, and clean comedy is not corny. There's corny <clears throat> clean comedy. There's dirty lazy comedy. There's corny, dirty comedy, there's lazy, clean comedy, Mm -hmm. I like funny comedy. Just be funny. Just be funny. I don't care. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know the guy, so I hate to speak for him or anything, but from what I understand, I guess when he started, Regan was a little dirtier and he found out he was funnier when he was clean and went that route. That was the, the funnier version of himself. That's what I've heard. It's also been good for his career. <laughs> I wonder
1: if he goes to bed at night just being like, oh, man, I just want to <laughs> say some dirty words. Maybe. I know. <laughs> you know, he just lays yeah. in bed and, oh, i ruined my career.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's saying that. I think uh, <laughs> <I'm> ju- <laughs> I think after he did Energy Solutions Arena, if he is thinking, oh, I've ruined my career. Well, maybe not <laughs> ruined his
1: career, but, you know, he just wants right. to
4: talk dirty. Yeah, maybe.
1: So
3: we have to go to break here in a second. If you could give us your plug for the show that you got coming up in June, uh, where you're at on Facebook and Twitter, for both of you.
4: Okay, my Twitter handle is at Andy A Gold. Facebook, it's like Andy Just find Andy Gold. I'm on there. Yeah. Google my name on one of my Facebook. Do you think you're
1: watches. the only Andy Gold? I bet you there's others.
4: Um, there's certainly others, but I would dare say I'm one of the top Andy Golds on Facebook. Top 100 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> What else? I got a show June twelfth at Wise Guys West Valley City. It's a Thursday night. Okay? One night only. One night only and because it's a Thursday tickets and because it's me, tickets are only five dollars.
3: Who's opening up for you?
4: I don't know. No, no oh. idea. Who cares? Who cares? Andy it's just Gold. me.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um five, I, I five don't dollars. I don't know yet. Keith books it, Keith decides mm-hmm. who's opening for me, and I don't get in the way of any of that. So we'll see, I'm sure some funny guys.
3: Well, I will make sure that I'm there and that we will be plugging this all the time. Oh, so. yes. yes. I got the
4: backing of Old U Radio. <laughs> hey. uh, old U Radio. This is straight to the top for me. Mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: You've made it big now, Andy. <laughs> I know, right?
3: This is
4: my third or fourth time. This is going to be the one that finally rockets me to the stratosphere.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> and, Chris Hollifield, where can people interact with you?
4: Um, well, you can search
1: for Chris Hollifield. I'm in the top. Probably five Uh, on Google. No, uh, IamSaltLake.com is your best place to go.
0: Great.
3: You can find me at Mr. Underscore Bloom. So there's a German musician named Sasha Bloom, and he is dominating everything that has to do with Sasha Bloom. Really? Yeah, it's not cool. Uh,
4: That's a unique name. And he
3: plays bad music. Uh, Yeah.
4: That's a bummer. (laughs) What does he look like?
3: I don't know. Uh. Yeah gotta be better looking than me so
4: you might you have a better (laughs) might be better looking but you have a better look thank you sir yeah you look very william wallace's best friend
3: (laughs) i appreciate that so we'll be right back with you gentlemen and i appreciate you all of you you are listening to ku internet radio thank you becca i met the most beautiful girl in the world today on campus i so want to ask her out but i'm flat broke can you loan me some money please
2: Sasha, I could, but I'd rather see you mature and grow up. Save your money so that when you need it, you have it.
3: Who's gonna help me achieve that goal?
2: The Personal Money Management Center at the University of Utah. At the Personal Money Management Center, they'll show you how to create a personalized budget, help you plan tuition and student loan payments, and even evaluate potential job offers.
3: It's so tough being responsible. I think I'll give Personal Money Management Center a call. What's their number? 801-585-7379.
2: 801-585-7379. If that's too hard, you can even check out their website at personal hyphen money-management.utah.edu for more details. Financial freedom and a hot date are only a click away. I've
3: got, I've got one.
2: I've got one.
4: Yeah, I've got one. My one reason for donating plasma to make sure that patients like my son have long, healthy lives.
2: My reason? To help my family.
4: It's something
3: I can do to show I care about my community.
2: There are millions of reasons to donate plasma. You only need one. Donate today by visiting Biomat, Plasma Care, or Talacris Plasma Resources, one of our Griffles companies. New
0: donors can earn up to $360 this month, 630 West North Temple, and 38 East 800 South, Salt Lake City. Good. Oh.
1: Are we recording? No, I don't believe you.
4: Hey, this is Curtis Ray, your wacky weatherman for ABC4 News. You're listening to KU Radio.
0: Hey, guys, this is Dwayne Perkins, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. You know it. Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm failing with music with Mr. Andy Gold. I apologize. Yeah,
4: none of it's good. This guy's Dan
1: the Automator? What? Yeah. what I don't That's, know. Is my microphone on? Is this on? I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? I can yeah, hear you. Okay. I can hear you well. You want to be back Well, up we, again? we turn those headphones down. Just turn them up just a titch. There we go. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. I want to hear your sweet voices. Thank you. So what music do you listen to then, Andy? If, if you don't like any of this music
4: dude i like rad music rap music no rad rad like, from I do the like mo- rap though. from the
1: movie rad i never saw rad you've never seen rad no
3: greatest bmx movie ever made
1: i don't think you want to admit that on air
4: no i would i don't care do you not want to sell tickets to your june 12th <laughs> show the, the movie is called rad yes it's about BMXs. yes
3: from the early 80s and there's this great scene of like a 80-year-old man flipping the bird, and he's got like a six-inch finger, middle finger. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen.
4: I'll have to check it out. When I was in gym in junior high, the guy's name was Coach Pierce, and he was like this cool dude that would do hang-loose signs during dodgeball, and he had a son named Rad we brought to school with him.
1: (laughs) Was he a pretty rad guy? No, he's a little geek.
4: What kind of music do I like, though?
1: Yeah, what, what do you listen to? What's, like a, what's an Andy Gold's iPod?
4: Let's see. Let's open it up right now. I'll show you guys.
3: Yeah, while you're doing that, here's the theme song from Red.
1: This is a good theme song.
4: Oh, the song rules. Yeah. Send me yeah. an angel. Yeah.
3: They were bunny hopping in a dance room, like on their bikes. That's how they danced together.
4: Oh, I'll check it out then. Yeah. This is a great movie. Send me an angel. Yeah. I mean, a great song. Um, pretty pretty I sure it came out
1: in 1986. It, was, it right. would have
4: had to have been because this was a mid-'80s song, I think. It wasn't an early-'80s song.
3: No. Okay.
4: You've never seen Rad. No, I haven't. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. All right. You guys want to yeah. know my playlist? I do. That's,
1: that's your workout list.
4: Okay, check it out. All My Life by J-Rock featuring Lil Wayne. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> You know what this playlist is called? It's called Goldver (laughs) Combination of gold and four-leaf clover Because I made it on St. Patrick's Day Burning Love by Elvis Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd Get By by Talib Kwale Go DJ by Lil Wayne
3: So how can you not like Dan the Automator? He's one of the biggest producers in rap history
4: Oh, is he really? Yeah,
3: he's a big uh, I do have a lot of rap Yeah
4: I don't know, man. He sounds stupid. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't like his name either. Dan the Automator? Yeah. What does he automate?
1: Everything. Dude, rap artists have l- ran out of
3: names. So he, he was the one They've
4: that... run out of premises. They've run out of anything. T- rap, man, it used to be the most original music. Now it's the most unoriginal music. They've always sampled and stuff. But now, ugh, it's just so fake, dude. You remember Public Enemy? Oh, of course.
1: I grew up on rap, man. I did too. Like that, that 12, 13 years old, that's what I
4: was listening to. Me too. I was uh, 12 years old in 96. So that's a little after Public Enemy and stuff. But I loved as a kid Public Enemy, Naughty by Nature, Guns N' Roses, Pink Floyd. ACDC, like all the music for Juvenile Delinquency. (laughs) And I was that kid. Like, that was my music. I used to wear
3: NWA hat as like a 10-year-old. And like black people would look at me really weird <laughs> my, as a 10 year old yeah i had to hide it from my parents like i would wear it like out riding bikes and playing football and then i would hide it in like the backyard like when i came in that's awesome <laughs> i had a snoop
4: dog shirt that said the dog father yes and it was just a picture of his f- like a giant picture of his face blowing smoke <laughs> <laughs> this is when i was like like your age oh, oh i 12. thought
1: maybe this you still had this shirt no and i wish were, man, man.
4: I might have it a hot topic or something like that or Spencer's <laughs> Gifts.
1: <laughs> Is it, do you frequent Spencer's gifts? I, I imagine if I wanted to find you I'd find you at a Spencer's gift.
4: Yeah, buying some fake puke and sex toys for sure. That's what I spend every paycheck. Black lights. Yeah. You know the the
1: black light posters.
4: every paycheck I think I'm gonna save my money, but as soon as it, you know, I'm always down there buying Lava lamps and kinky twister boards <laughs> every chance I get.
3: So, you're going to be in Wise Guys, West Valley on June 12th, correct?
4: Yeah, boy. Yes. June 12th, 7.30, I guess? Um, maybe 8 o'clock. Tell them to check the website, wiseguyscomedy.com. They can buy tickets there under Andy Gold. Don't be tempted by all the famous comedians. They're too expensive. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Do you set your own prices? Is that how it works today?
4: Nah, the club owner does. Okay. On weekends, they're usually like 10 bucks, for me. Uh-huh. And Thursday night, summertime, $5. Because this ain't comedy season. Weather's nice. Everybody's wanting to go out and do something. It's also a weekday. Yes. It's going to be hard to put butts in the seat. You so. think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, not now
1: because you're announcing it. Yes. On, I, I know, OU
4: because i announcing it on Old Ute Radio with Sasha Bloom and Chris Holyfield.
3: Doesn't the, get better than that. The two most that.
4: dynamic personalities behind a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: Let's cut that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Edit that out. I got no, 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 no. So I can make a promo. Oh, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Okay. I'm like the wizard behind the scenes where I grab good moments and I archive them into promos. It's fun.
1: Dude, this guy's like an audio
4: genius. You grab you grab good moments and archive them into promos. Yes, y- yet he's
1: never seen the movie Her. That I mean, that sounds like it would be from the movie Her.
4: Yeah, you have the voice of a ominous, creepy computer from the future. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have the voice of the main computer from 2001. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't at all.
3: <laughs>
4: and for everyone just listening, yes. he looks like... William Wallace's friend from Braveheart. Remember that guy? Yes, I do. He's the guy who fought with an axe <laughs> and whose dad would fight with arrows in his chest. Remember at the beginning, they they played a game called throwing big rocks. Yes. That was that was their big sport. <laughs> Get a big rock and throw a th- good throw. <laughs> and then he was stupid. William Wallace just threw a baseball-sized rock at his face and he just let it hit him. You're that guy. You have the body and face of that guy. Well, thank you, sir. See, and I've never seen
1: Braveheart. You've
4: admitted to Rad. Yeah. I'll admit to Braveheart. Jeez.
3: That's
1: Braveheart's rude.
4: iconic rad sounds like some <laughs> stupid subculture, you know, cult following dumb eighties bike riding movie. Yeah, that's really comparable to the best picture blockbuster Braveheart that everyone sort of starring Mel Gibson, who's in Rad, Keanu Reeves' cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'll still I'm still fine without having seen rad. Let's go. No, let's go get ten people <laughs> on the street and ask them who's seen Braveheart. All of them. Who's seen Rad? Any of you? <laughs> no. Do you want to know what it's about? Not at all. Hey, l- listen to the song that was on it from The Wizard with Fred Savage. Remember the Nintendo game?
3: Uh, hey. My my roommate was uh, the kid with the lunchbox in that one. Uh, Luke Edwards. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: for
3: real yeah and he was in uh was he really angels in the outfield i think that was or the one where he was the twins manager
1: like your current roommate no in oh. high school oh in high school yeah he had a roommate uh, in high that's school?
4: a li- little, yeah. big yeah. little big league little big league yeah. yeah no kidding yeah luke edwards Well, good for him what's luke up to now
3: uh independent movies he's very rich like he was on roseanne i <laughs> imagine he's rich he was on roseanne for yeah. like six years and that's still in uh What do they call it when he switches to cable? But he gets paid. What's his name? Luke Edwards. uh, He's at the Prime Nipple on Twitter.
4: Jeez, does he ever rub it in your face?
3: (laughs) Only when he doesn't want to come and do OU Radio. Yeah. Yeah, I've reached out to him and I got no response.
4: Oh, dude, he looks like a young Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the inbred version of the kid from Terminator Two. <laughs>
3: He's very talented. Well, He's let's get him on Old U Radio. We will. Well, I'm th- sorry. They'll have to be a Facebook. You're gonna
4: adventure. have to. That was mean of me to say, wasn't yes. it? Tell him. Uh, tell him it was. Uh,
3: yeah, but if you saw the girls that he gets on a regular basis, uh, like you couldn't I, say anything. I'm really pretty sure they're better than the ladies I get.
1: <laughs> dude, <laughs> I I've f- seen you. That that one girl that you were with the other night I saw you with? What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, how is Andy Gold?
4: Really? Was she, was, was she wearing two size two small sweatpants and did she have her dead kid's name tattooed on her cleavage? Those are usually the kind of women who go for me. Was me that too. too much on old U Radio? <laughs> no, <ever>? that's good. <laughs> Okay. That works. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> We you understand. understand. <laughs> you were at the Centerville. Can she have an at length discussion over the best bleach to use when <laughs> cooking meth?
3: <laughs> yeah, in Tooele or what? Out in Tooele, Twi- yeah. She's well
1: traveled. <laughs> yeah, the question is is what was I doing in Tooele? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Ugh.
4: That place, Tooele, Grantsville.
3: Ugh. East Windover is what they call it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs>
4: that place sucks. Man. <laughs> I don't like that area of the state at all.
3: Do you live in Salt Lake full time, or are you in Centerville?
4: Nah, I live in Centerville. Why? Because uh, it's Centerville. <laughs> where I'm from. Where I'm probably, is Centerville? It's okay. It's in Davis County. Okay. Between Bountiful and Farmington, and that's why it's called Centerville. And this is true. Uh, the lady, the this family who started Centerville, called the Smoots, just these <sighs> this mad old cow named something smooth wrote a book called centerville the city in between yuck you, i know like anybody's interested <laughs> because it's in between farmington and bountiful two other towns no one cares about
3: that's one thing that utah is very unique with is they have so many townships inside of cities like you can go from the capital to sandy and you'll be in mill creek you'll be in murray you'll be in midvale it's just it's overwhelming like i wasn't born here I wasn't from here so when I came here to live people are like oh you got to go to yada yada and there's just so many names it doesn't make sense why there's so many names.
4: it's all Salt Lake at this point it should be from Ogden to Provo is metropolitan Salt Lake every town is connected it's all just one big city it's like a smaller Los Angeles
1: originally it was all going to just be Salt Lake City oh really yeah back when they first founded it Okay. From what I understand. Maybe uh, correct I mean, me if I'm wrong, if anybody's listening. I, but.
4: I don't know, or care, really. <laughs> that, sounds like it, it could have been, that doesn't even sound like it could have been interesting, actually. <laughs> you, don't, you don't find Salt Lake City history to be a little bit interesting, though? No. It's all I, about Centerville. Okay, here. You know what? I gave it a shot the other day. I was in Liberty Park, and I went to the Folk Art Museum. Okay, fun fact about folk art, it's awful. Do you, okay, do you remember... Okay, you know how kindergartners make little trinkets and figurines out of popsicle sticks? Folk art is that. Only instead of popsicle sticks, it's twigs. And instead of kindergartners, it's 100-year-old women who live on the prairie. And that's, <laughs> that's worthy of a museum in Liberty Park. And then dream catchers and multicolored Native American quilts.
1: The, the, what were you doing there? Why were you there?
4: Liberty Park? Y- yeah. People watching, writing some jokes.
1: And then you just wandered into the museum. Yeah,
4: then I wandered into the folk mm. art. It was free. Did I donate anything? I did not. And I made sure they saw me walk by. <laughs> Give them some incentive. and Improve this place. Did
1: you go to the drum circle? No. I've always wanted to go to the drum circle.
4: Ugh,
1: no. Will you go with me one time, Andy? Uh-uh. We, we, we can write <laughs> jokes.
4: Sure. About the drum circle? We had to do drum circles when I was in rehab. (laughs) (laughs) I was always scorned for not participating.
1: You bad hippie. Uh, Oh, like to play the drums? You you were told to play the drums at rehab?
4: Yes. We had to do drum circles. We had to do yoga. We had to burn grass and let a hippie (laughs) blow it on us.
3: Sage, sir. Sage, whatever.
4: We had to pull cards that told us we were a tortoise. Just all kinds.
1: What kind of rehab were you at? <laughs>
4: <laughs> the typical kind where they throw a million different things at you because it's this inescapable sense of desperation. Like, these drug addicts are never going to get clean. we got to try everything we can, even magic, because some of them, what worked for me were the people who came in and talked about the science of addiction. Oh, for everybody who's listening, I'm a recovering heroin addict, by the way. Most of the people who know me know that. So that's why I was in rehab. So <laughs> it
1: wasn't for other reasons. Yeah, right. <laughs>
4: but it was that kind of rehab, the typical kind. Yeah. Where they come at you from a million different directions just hoping something works. And, you know, for some people who believe in mysticism and all that stuff, I guess you know And it, it, it appears
1: to have worked. No. You you see. Well, I'm like clean
4: but not because of that stuff. I'm clean because I was educated on the science of addiction and everything like that. That, that's what made me understand what it is and how I have to deal with it. But no, pulling a card out that told me I was a donkey didn't do much.
1: You're like, oh, I'm a donkey. Yeah. That explains all.
4: Having yoga woman call the carpet the earth and the ceiling the sky
3: <laughs> didn't
4: do much at all. And then say, what do they say at the end of yoga? Je ne sais quoi. What is it? It's
3: a little too smart for this N- guy. Namaste. N- N-
4: N- 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 I, I know what it is. I just can't a- say it. A- Amistad? No, that was like a slave boat. That was
3: a movie. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Yeah.
1: So, what's your favorite yoga pose?
4: None of them. <laughs> Here, here's how. Here's how the yoga lady would talk to us. She's like, Dustin, beautiful form. Yeah. Crystal, very good. Andy, please quit looking at the clock. <laughs> I also put my hood on and kneel down and moan <laughs> and watch the clock. I'm like, this is the dumbest.
3: <laughs> so you how said the joined? sciences of addiction. What it how how did you get clean can you explain that to me?
4: Uh yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Your midbrain is when you're an addict, you're always an addict. Your midbrain's addicted forever. I'm not gonna talk a lot about it. But you understand what you are. Not necessarily who, but what you are, what it means. And that you're different for the rest of your life. I can't have a drink, can't smoke weed, I have to be clean because I'm an addict. And then you just have to learn why you used and learn on, you know, learn how to, I'm going to give a very summarized version, of course, but just learn how to make yourself happy enough to where you don't need the drug. I still want the drug. Mm -hmm. I'll always want it for the rest of my life, but I don't need it. Things are going well enough now. I like myself. I'm comfortable with myself where I don't need it. So it requires a lot of self-analysis, introspection, a lot of rigorous honesty with yourself, which isn't necessarily, all of this isn't necessarily scientific. Mm -hmm. But understanding the science of what it is helps you, gives you incentive to do all of that. And that's how I got clean. So a pretty practical approach to it. So that's what worked for me. Uh-huh. Yes, not having a, a lady with blonde hair and blue <laughs> eyes who insists she's American Indian uh, blow sage smoke <laughs> in my face.
1: But don't you think it might be different for everybody? So Everybody might have that. Yes, thing and, and that's and exactly
4: why they do it. Yeah. And that stuff just didn't work for me. The, the Peruvian monk who came and sat Indian. As soon as he sat Indian style on a chair, I, I was done with this guy. Like, there's nothing I can learn from the man who's wearing a granola necklace sitting Indian style on the chair.
1: But one person
4: might. But one person might, but not me. (laughs) And and that's why I I would would raise my hand and be like, okay, this is going to work for Nathaniel. Uh, Can I go downstairs? (laughs) But I would have to stay and watch the guy talk about uh, having a spirit dance around the fire in the jungle and forgiving his stepdad, who was really something.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm happy.
4: Very, very weird place. I wish I would have known I was going to be a comedian.
3: I'm happy you're sober. That that sounds like a tough oh, battle.
4: You. I'm not. That's I can't. Fine. I can't ask him out for a beer.
3: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> no,
4: don't feel bad. It's fine. Life's good.
3: How yeah. long have you uh, been clean?
4: Oh, a while now. Four and a half years. Congratulations. Yeah, it'll be five years in the fall. So <laughs> October twentieth. You
3: yeah. feel better every morning, huh? Like mm. you just wake up feeling better. I mean, get more accomplished.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't say every day is better and better, exponentially better. Oh, no,
3: no. I understand. Yeah,
4: but sure, do I feel better now than I did s- six months clean? Yes. Yeah, most
3: definitely. For what, sure. What, what's your advice to someone who's struggling with alcoholism or other uh, addictions?
4: I have no idea, yeah. man. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't. I don't have the answer. Uh-huh. I can tell them they have to learn how to just be okay with themselves, figure out what made them drink and quit focusing, quit giving the cop-out excuse of, oh, it just feels good, because there's more to it than that, you know? Yes, sir. Every, Oh, yeah. I mean, there's something... Every addict or alcoholic has a big problem with themselves in one form or the other. Okay. So they have to get to that.
3: Or the perceived problem of themselves, right?
4: Yeah, sure. So, you know, that's what I would say, but I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm not necessarily... I'm not an expert on addiction as an expert on my story Mm you know what i mean uh people say to me sometimes oh man if people might hear your act and be inspired to get clean like you don't know anything about junkies okay if there's an addict in the audience watching my act they're not inspired to get clean the only thing they're thinking is oh i really want to go use right now (laughs) because this guy won't (laughs) stop talking about heroin even though i'm not romanticizing it or glorifying it Still talking about it. Neither does the show Intervention romanticize it, but it gives every junkie cravings. Hmm. Yeah.
3: Things you don't think about, you know.
4: So, just figure out, get to the bottom. That's the first. That's what you so, th- so, the biggest
1: question what do you do for fun then?
4: Well, I love stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> No, you I, know, um, no,
1: honestly, though, it is hard and it, it's frustrating for me because like even drinking, it's like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy drinking, yeah. but it's like, there's got to be other things to do on the weekend besides going out to drink, you know, but that's like so many people feel like that's all you can do
4: is go out to drink. I'm sure partiers and some of my friends from back in the day would think I'm so boring now because yeah. I don't, I don't really go out. I don't go out to bars. <clears> I don't miss it. I don't want to. There's nothing for me there. I don't enjoy the company of drunks at all especially when you're sober and everyone around is drunk. So I like hanging out with my friends, going out and talking shop and talking comedy, going out and getting a bite to eat with my buddies. Very mellow laid back life. Um, I have a pretty great group of friends that are all really smart and interesting. Are they
1: sober too or no? eh,
4: None of them are, none of them are addicts or alcoholics. Some of them have a drink occasionally, but that's fine. You know they all know and support me and everything but i hang out with those guys and we can just have at length discussions about lots of different stuff so i enjoy talking with people who i find smart and interesting a lot and i enjoy solitude i enjoy going into the hills and walking around and spending some time to myself i really enjoy going and writing jokes thinking about comedy
3: do you play Uh, disc golf
4: no, I don't do anything stupid like that. And <laughs> that's the boo. Yeah, or <laughs> ultimate frisbee or hacky sack. I got a great disc
3: golf course yes. at Solitude.
4: So my life might sound really boring, but I'm it, not ever It's really fulfilling bored. for you. Yeah, it's fulfilling for me. So.
3: Well, we appreciate but, you coming in.
4: Dude, thanks for having me. This is yes. fun. We got going. Every podcast I do, it seems like we get going on uh, something about addiction. But that's fine. I don't mind talking about it. I brought it up.
3: Yeah, no, I'm just happy. And I'm happy
4: to, no, I'm happy to share it.
3: I'm just happy you're healthy and that you are being productive and, more importantly, that you're tremendously funny and that you know that. Oh. Cause you are, and I've seen you, and I can't wait to see you on June twelfth at
0: Wise Guys, Wise
4: guys Wednesday, w- West Valley City Thursday. D-
3: darn it. Thursday. Thursday.
0: Uh. Thursday. Thursday. Yes.
4: <laughs> no, uh, seriously, dude, Thank you for having me on. Yes. I Thought you guys did a good job, man. It was fun.
1: Beautiful. I've had fun with you, Andy. It's uh. been my pleasure. <laughs> always. <laughs> yes, indeed.
3: So with that, we're going to go to break. As always, uh, you can find our podcast probably by tomorrow night. I usually turn them around pretty quickly. Ute Radio will be going every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, I know next week we have Jay Whittaker and George Severson coming in. He is the news director of ABC4. So, think oh, Severson. That, Severson. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. All, yeah. He's a beautiful human being. So. Tell
4: him I said hi, would you? Tell him Andy says It'd hi. It'd be my
3: pleasure to. Yeah. And uh, so you're at Andy Agold Roger on Twitter. That. Yeah. You can find him at Facebook. Chris Hollyfield, you're at I uh, I am, I am Salt-, Salt Lake on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. And then OU Radio at OU Radio. We need your support. They say numbers are important. We just built this Twitter thing, so help us out. And with that, we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for listening to KU Internet Radio, providing you the sounds of student life. If there's something you want to hear, feel free to call in at 801 585 3449. You can also hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash KU Radio or on Twitter at K underscore UTE. breaker one nine. this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, big fan, come on.
2: Boy,
3: yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown, come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we've got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling in Hello, says,
0: repeat, oh, radio. On, oh, this, here's a
3: rubber duck. Hello. About this is, is OU Radio. Hello, this is OU Radio. Howdy, howdy. How are you,
0: Dakota? Oh, it's great to be back. Last time I saw you.
3: Hello, Chris. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Dakota, Sasha. can you hear me?
0: Roger that.
3: Beautiful. How are you, sir?
0: Oh man, it's uh, it's great to be back in virtual studio. <laughs> uh, it's actually, co- it's actually quite comforting having a chance to be in the real studio. So now I have a little frame of reference to the kind of madness that you have to deal with on day to day.
3: So Dakota, meet uh, Chris Hollifield. He. Uh, Runs, operates, distributes, I Am Salt Lake podcast. Uh, the number three podcast in this state no. and only getting better. Soon to be number getting one. Getting better and better. Good meeting you, uh, Dakota.
0: Yeah, congratulations, man. I mean, any successful podcaster, uh, that's, uh, that's quite an endeavor just to get the uh, attention that you need to have people follow. is, is, is must have some good content.
3: Uh, I'd like to think so. <laughs> so you were telling me on the telephone today... I'm sorry. All I can think about is that I have this creepy computer robot voice. <laughs> Your voice is fine. Thank you, Andy Gold, for coming in. We appreciate you. <laughs> so, Dakota, what were you doing this weekend?
0: Down here in Silver City, we have uh, once a year the Tour of the Gila, which is a cycling race, um, and it's one of it's become one of the larger cycling events here in the United States it actually brings in a lot of international teams Um, the B it's a lot of the B teams from Europe you know they're not the Tour de France and Giro d'Italia racers but these are their kind of racers in training Um, so there's not only a you know men's and men's masters division there's also a women's pro so in total we have over 700 racers here for the weekend to participate in a variety of um, cycling events and there's a lot of great area around here some very steep climbs some very switchback roads so it's, uh, it's a pretty premier event quite honestly like we have in our pro division there was over 20 chase vehicles just for teams alone so a lot of the major teams come down for this event and me being part of search and rescue we provide the communication support for the ambulances so we were actually part of the race. I was actually uh, able to participate as a support vehicle. So you're driving through the wilderness, you know, chasing this pack of 50 to 60 riders, 150 riders in some cases, through the wilderness. So it's, it's quite exciting watching what incredible athletes these folks are. I mean, there's, I think the total is like upwards of 3,000 feet vertical climb, elevation change between the start to finish. And the races are averaging over 20 miles an hour. So you're talking some really high speeds for such a significant climb. But on Wednesday, unfortunately, I was not part of the race on Wednesday, but a good friend of mine was. And we had the largest crash in U.S. cycling <laughs> recent history. We had over 30 riders involved in a single crash. Out of a field of about a hundred, so a third of the field was taken out in half a second. that <laughs> uh, one 12... guy's fault. <laughs> oh um, well, we had some pretty extreme side winds, so it's really hard to tell. You know, so you have a pack of forty or fifty riders, and the wind hits them, and one guy bumps into the other guy, and next thing you know, there's cycles <laughs> in the air. Like one of,
3: oh, we lost
0: him. Bummer.
3: Well, that was exciting. <laughs> He'll be back in a second. So, bike riding accidents, have you ever been on YouTube? Uh, go yet? ahead. So, we were saying that I, go, I was on YouTube when you were telling me about this, and watching bike accidents is not comfortable to watch. Those guys really hit their heads hard and shoulders. And,
1: Makes you not want to ride a bike, yes. that's for sure. Yeah.
3: I've, I remember being younger and hitting it pretty hard on bike falls. How about you, Chris? Oh, gosh, yeah, of you're course, going, off of, going <laughs> off
1: of jumps, making homemade jumps on Without the BMX helmets. bike or something like that, of course, when you're younger. And then when you get older, r- riding your bike down the street, somebody opens their car door, <laughs> you know, you run right into that. That's that's not any fun.
3: Well, bicycle safety is a big issue in this city. As I don't ride a bike, but as a driver, I get really uncomfortable driving around bike riders because I don't want to hit do, them. Do you? But they create the opportunity to hit them because... You know, they stay right on that white line, that bike lane line. And it just it makes – I am uncomfortable around bike riders. I don't like the way they wear their clothes. I don't like that they're on a bike in traffic. Like, just use the (laughs) sidewalk.
1: You don't like the way they wear their clothes. Oh,
3: those spandex that, like, the (laughs) – 225 pound men wear So not only are you getting the moose knuckles But you're getting every inch of fat hanging off their waist It's not cute Not appropriate You gotta give them props for at least riding a bike (laughs) Can't you wear board shorts Or jean shorts or something I'm sure it
1: makes cycling a lot more fun When you're in spandex yeah. Everything is fun in spandex. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to say no to spandex. I was going to wear spandex tonight.
3: Now I'm never going to wear it. Well, don't let me impede you on that one, sir. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Gosh,
2: I
0: noticed a noticed a very interesting trend with the uh, the bike riders too. You know how most cyclists they they shave their legs. You know, so you can really tell a hardcore cyclist if their legs are like very delicately shaven. Strangely enough, most of the, uh, or not most of, but a fair amount of the competitors, although their legs were beautifully shaven, they were still, like, wearing the three-day-old beard. And I'm kind of wondering <laughs> if your concern is aerodynamics and you're wearing this spandex suit and you've gone to the trouble to shave your legs, you have an aerodynamic helmet and a $5,000 bicycle and you're rocking a four-day beard. Like, I don't know if that's going to give you the edge you need. <laughs>
3: So do you have a good time at this event, sir? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, if you're providing communication support, it's a lot of just radio chatter, and you're talking with the ambulance, and you're making sure that the race is fine, and making sure that anyone that crashes gets picked up. So, uh, yeah, it was certainly a lot of fun to be part of such an event that large. Is that a pain? And doing pick? all the communications. Do you get paid for that? No, no. No, all the search and rescue work that we do is volunteer. So we're working with emergency medical services, and making sure to take care of all the riders that have any accidents and radio into command when there is an accident, and you're providing a lot of technical support. Uh, But no, it's not a paying gig. And you have
3: have jurisdiction over them too, right?
0: Um, We do have jurisdiction over EMS uh, as far as where we can have them dispatched, but we do take jurisdiction over state police, when there is an accident, so as well with the e m s so e m s as well as search and rescue in an emergency become the highest ranking official over the police
3: hmm that's weird that it's unpaid, like you would think that how um, much money do you do you think they should get paid well i I think the minimum wage in this country should be f- fifteen bucks an hour I think because that's all that's you can live off fifteen bucks an hour, tight, but you can do it. But I think that if you're risking your life going into canyons and backcountry and snowfields to save a human being, that you should get financially rewarded. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, if they can, you know, pay exorbitant amounts of money to build, you know, our military, I think that they could build, find money and revenue for uh,
0: people like Dakota,
3: you know. He's well, maybe,
0: maybe we should hit up Homeland Security, you know, <laughs> because if Homeland Security really has in mind what they say, then me rescuing a lost hiker is pretty much as Homeland Security as you can get.
3: I would agree. It, it seems weird that that's not paid, because I have several friends that work in search and rescue, and they're all very intelligent people that you actually give up a large amount of your time. You know, if, they, if you're working and you get a call, you kind of got to go on the call. If it's three in the morning, you got to go. If it's Christmas, you got to go. You know, it's a tremendously nice thing you do to your community, Dakota.
0: Well, it's a lot of fun, too. Yes.
3: Have you ever done anything like that? I haven't, no, no. I don't think I would want to do it.
1: Yeah, it's not not really what I call a good time. (laughs) You know, my, my time is limited here, you know. It's like I don't get a lot of time for that kind of stuff. What do you do for fun, Chris? fun what's that yeah right <laughs> in this working world no nah, i don't know work podcast come on all you radio now you yes know, read books you know read the news when you can listen to more podcasts mm-hmm. go to live music you know whatever
3: so one thing that dakota and i enjoyed doing is after you know we say hello and do all that stuff we get into a we try to get into a topic that's not discussed much in media. Hmm. We're thinking next Thursday that we'll do. Uh, oh boy, what were we doing next week, Dakota? Uh, <laughs> something to do with <laughs> something to do with planes. We're doing chemtrails. Chemtrails. There we go. We're
0: doing chemtrails. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about some chemtrails. Yes,
3: There's a
1: subject I don't know much about, so I'll have to do some research. A little bit of research. better jot that down for homework. I didn't yes. know, you know, when I came on this show, I didn't know I'd have to start doing homework here, you
3: know. I, well, please. we as human beings living in a community need to be educated on stuff that's hurting us and affecting us and making us ill. And there's a lot of speculation about chemtrails, whether or not it even happens. Um, is it part of global warming because they say that there's a reflective metal that they drop that glares off the sun and is heating up the solar system. And, and not only that, but they say that there's a lot of pesticides, that one of the reasons why we have such a high rate of diabetes and cancer in this country is because of chemical droppings. And the government won't talk about it. And so it's... I wonder why. Right. And so you get all these crazy side real theories about chemtrails and conspiracies and it's a very tangled web that the three of us are going to tackle a little bit next i'm looking forward to it yes i'm i really am Mm -hmm. how are your kids dakota you're doing good we're going to sign off here in just a little minute i kind of want to spend some time trying to figure out why our systems aren't working so
0: oh things are good it's baseball season man you know i've been spending most of my uh free days after school at the uh Little League baseball field. So getting to watch kids run around and learn the sport. And, you know, I, I like that time of year.
3: So one of your kids wants to be a professional ball player, right?
0: One of my sons wants to be a professional soccer player. And my other son wants to be a baseball coach. He's decided coach. to skip playing professional ball altogether <laughs> and just go straight for coaching. So I, I can admire that, you know. Well, I don't He doesn't know. like running very much, he says, but he loves baseball.
3: Well, <laughs> tell your young man that... Rebecca says she will wait for him to turn a mature age and marry him. So Ugh. let him know that. Ugh. Rebecca said that. Yes. Well, I'll tell that guy to yeah. <laughs> coach hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many goats does she willing to offer me?
3: <laughs> I don't know, sir. <laughs> I'll let you negotiate with the beautiful Rebecca. So. Anything else that you got, Chris? I got nothing. Did you enjoy doing radio today? Oh, I've, I, it's been a blast. Beautiful. Yeah. So going forward, every Thursday, for now, until the middle of summer, uh, you'll be on Thursdays. Okay. And we'll probably switch you to Tuesdays when you get your Twilight series going. Yeah. So again, everybody, Andy Gold. Put this on your calendar. Go to wiseguys.com. Buy tickets now. Get one for your girlfriend. You'll have a great date night. He'll be there June 12th of 2014. Thursday,
1: Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday
3: yeah. night. What, what do they start about? 7.30, 8 o'clock? That's when I doors. think 7.30. What is it? Wiseguyscomedy.com is a website. Yes. Yes. If you have any suggestions for music, content, guests, go to OUtRadio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the same thing. Follow Chris Holyfield on Twitter.
1: At I am Salt Lake
3: yes. Dakota, where are you at again? Dak Force? Dak Force. Okay. Get in touch with him on uh, Facebook. He's really fun at that too. So Dakota Force on Facebook, and that's about all the commercials I can take for a day. So there you go. We're out of here. I appreciate you, Chris Hollyfield. I'm very excited for this, and Dakota, thanks for popping on. I hope uh, you have a great week.
0: Oh, pleasure as always.
3: Good chatting, Dakota. Yes, sir.
0: Good night, Radio Land. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no reason for
3: the things I fear, the things that plague me when I see and hear. Dime's a nickel and a nickel's none. I'll throw myself into the Sunday sun. A summer Sunday when you went insane. You said
0: you're going, but I said I came. I'm throwing oranges in an apple cart. The ties that bind are tearing me apart. Jenny says, turn off the rain light